Welcome, welcome, welcome. So it's a new new type of episode on Black People Talk, White People Nosy. We have a new uh, host, a brand new host to the show, Richard G. Shout out to Richard G. Hey. So Richard is a military veteran. He's a Reiki instructor. He is a teacher of healing. He's seen both sides of the world, the world of destruction and the world of healing, the world of love. And um, he's going to talk to us mostly these days now, uh, as, many, as many times as he can. He's here to contribute his time, donate his time to this podcast, and, um, you know, lend his voice to the world. So, uh, Richard, um, I think when we first started, we were talking about, I think we were talking just now about the military, your experience as uh, FDC uh, ranger and so on in the 80s and then we started talking about your healing and how your healing came most recently and after prior to your healing or your transition your life transition into the reiki the yoga the meditation the the mindfulness um you condone the destruction because that's why you join the military, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you say, you know what? You see a different light to life. A yes. Different light to life. So just tell everybody how you feel about that. All right. Uh, I mean, I spent four years as an Army Ranger, uh, worked about 35 years in the security industry. And like you said, that's. I was attuned to destruction, right? I was one of my main hobbies. Well, my main two hobbies were war gaming and competitive shooting. And that's basically what my life was. I was in corporate security. I worked and I did that kind of stuff. And I fought yoga and Reiki and sacred medicines was all kind of hippie nonsense. And I started doing yoga when I was 48. And I started meditating as part of my yoga practice. And when I started doing that, I started to become aware that everything in my life was wrong for me. And then I started to change things. When I was 50, I started smoking marijuana and that had interesting effects. It, I, you know, was becoming aware that I had anxiety issues. So prior to that, when you're in the earlier years, prior to 50 military years growing up, you never smoked before. You never consumed. I tried it once that I had enough to get high in a boat two or three other times where I had just a puff, but I couldn't tell that it affected me. Like, uh, like when, uh, Bill Clinton, I think that was, was that Bill Clinton or 
or George Bush who said uh, he uh, smoked it. He, he smoked it, but he didn't inhale it. No, so no, I inhaled. I inhaled enough to get high one time, right? And <laughs> but the other times I took a puff, but it was probably like cheap ditch weed or something, you know, that was available in Wisconsin back then. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin. That's where you. Yeah, so you said you're from Wisconsin, eh? Yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin, right near yeah. Green Bay. Worked on dairy farms uh, for summer jobs, baling hay, you know, one summer actually milking cows, all that. Uh, went in the army when I was 18 and went from there to Washington State to Minneapolis, Minnesota and wound up in Florida in 96. Uh, when my career job got eliminated right at the start of COVID, I did my yoga teacher training and I started teaching yoga. Uh, I taught very little yoga, not a lot. I'm still in only a little bit of yoga instruction, but I taught, you know, a Zoom class for, you know, a middle school uh, during COVID. I taught in three different jails a little bit. Uh, I've done, you know, a lot of one-on-one -on -one teaching and I've taught here. Uh, when I started when doing this here, just to let you know, we're in the, we just have, you know, this podcast is shot in a nonprofit, um, uh, religious, but non-religious organization that is promotes the use of sacrament for your connection with the creator through, you know, or for your fellowship. You know, so in sacraments, of course, you know, the, 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 the definition for it is like the, the fungus, the, the hemp. I mean, and uh, that's what he means by that. So he teaches that here. And thank you to him for doing that, for doing this time. And so I'm going to do that. But um, yes, yeah, so what you're saying now, in regards to, uh, my apologies for intervening. Yes, the, uh, I started getting deeper and deeper into my meditation and yoga practice and the marijuana assisted a lot. I became aware that I had anxiety issues related to all my past experiences. I also have autism, what they used to call Asperger's, uh, and that, that caused a lot of trauma, you know, with, uh, you know, different experiences, the, uh, and the, you know, the sacred herb pretty much really helped me deal with anxiety without my previous go-to is that I got drunk every night, you know, almost passing out drunk wow. at sometimes, but I would drink every wow. night alcohol. Uh, before I switched over, I was about 250 pounds and you know, very unhealthy on prescription meds and things like that. Uh, using, you know, the herb instead of the alcohol, my weight got a lot better. I weighed now I weigh, weigh less than when I was 20. Wow. I don't take any prescription meds, wow. hardly even any painkillers. Wow. Uh, and yeah, it mainly... Yeah. A lot of people don't even know that this guy right here is 
All right, 59 going on 60, right? Yeah, I'm 59. 59 going on 60. He rides his bike miles, miles, miles using the various sacraments for his connection. It makes him just move real swiftly and uh, smoothly. As a matter of fact, he's, dude, we were just talking earlier about doing it. Uh, he's going to do like him, he does, he's an educator. And um, he's going to educate people on how to ride their bikes more efficiently <laughs> in the road. Well, so more safely on the road. There is a lot of risk mitigation you can put into there. And I, for example, I live, well, it's 18 miles to here and then five miles or so to the Dolphin Stadium. I rode to the Dolphin game. I stopped over here on my way to and from. But I had, you know, marijuana and mushrooms before the bike ride down and right before I went in the stadium, too. And then I biked back in the dark and it was what in the 40s or whatever Sunday. And yeah, if you know, it actually snowed in Miami. Yes, I saw that. I was, I was there. Yeah. A little flurry. Yeah, flurried in Miami. And it's mm -hmm. like, it was like, come on, this has been, I think the last time it snowed. In Florida, it was like the uh -huh. 80s, I believe, or 70s. It was a long time ago. We could actually Google it and see. I, I think mean, it was the 70s. Yeah, so it's like global warming is real. Global warming is real. <laughs> Either that or, you know, it skipped the winter. It says, like, you know, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to put all these winters together and, and, and catch up now. You know what I mean? Right. I started probably, the first time I tried mushrooms was about a year and a half, two years ago, I think. Uh and they were very interesting. The, the marijuana is just, it's so good for stress and anxiety and to relax and painkiller yeah. uh, and to calm your mind to where it can be open to new ideas. I didn't even know you were going to talk about marijuana and stuff today. You know, like I was really, I was like, hey, you know, Richard is like, it's so cool how you had so much information to give. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm pleased that you talk about this also because it's, it's really, you know, people are nosy. They want to hear. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, well, and, I'll get to it. The mushrooms are right? important, though. And, and all that and all that is important for sure. So you're right. giving us the basis, uh, your foundation first as we get to know you. Okay. Because everybody, everybody has to get to know you. So as, as you go right. on for the next couple months or years or weeks, you know, God willing, in this in this podcast world and on this show, you know, what I mean, we can know exactly who we're talking to. So when you say right. something, we understand the character behind it. I mean, like they, people are not used to me being this calm and I mean, they used to me saying some crazy stuff and acting wild and rambunctious and joking around and whatever. I actually ate two pieces of this mushroom chocolate bar oh. earlier, like six hours ago. So I'm just coming down from it right now. The bar was so freaking strong. Like, I was tripping balls. I was like, wow. I mean, now I'm so pissed with tripping balls. What happened? It, it had the same effect on me. <laughs> but I started doing Reiki a little over a year ago. I did my Reiki level one. And then yeah. a couple months ago, I did my Reiki level two. And Reiki combined with mushrooms. I, I don't know if it, I mean, it's a long transition process, me going from totally in my conditioned mind, 
you know, from this whole military security corporate lifestyle background to where I am now. But when I started doing Reiki and along with mushrooms, I quit being able to kill anything intentionally. I don't swat mosquitoes anymore. I blow them away from me. When I, insects that get in the house, I catch them and let them go outside. I mean, it's, it, it, it really shifts who you are, your perspective. And with the meditation and, you know, you get to a point where you feel, you know, this deep connection to all living things that it's real to you. And it, well, it real to me and it, it just shifted how I thought about everything. Some of these experiences. I'm listening. Okay. We're listening. Randy. I mean, it. It's what the, the idea that I would take the time to catch an ant and walk outside with it. I'm listening. They want to hear you also. Oh, the mic is right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I gotcha. I mean, the idea that any time in my past life, I would have spent two minutes to rescue an ant and walk it outside just because it found out its way in my house. I mean, I would have laughed if somebody told me I was going to feel that way someday. I wanted to believe them. <laughs> I would have thought they were crazy. And what? And and then you experienced it. I experienced it. And that's the big thing. You know, if you open yourself up to experiencing things that are outside your comfort zone that are you know, what you've been told to not do uh, and you try them, they start to shift your perspective, you know, away from who you were before. And one of the things I found is everything that it feels like to me that I know either comes from my own experience, but there's this big background of all my social conditioning, right? Everything that you learn growing up from what feels like comfort food to us to what we think happened to us when we die, all these ideas that every different culture has different answers to. And we have like a background to us of whichever one we were brought up in. And it All those things are things that we feel like we know, but at the end of the day, somebody told us and we believed them, but we don't really know, you know, that kind of knowledge. It's different when we experience something, you know, so I'm a proponent of trying things. You know, different customs, different foods, different clothes, 
wear your hair different ways, you know, go to a different place, you know, anything, you know, there's no reason to be stuck with, you know, the customs that you grew up with, you know, I mean, I grew up in Northern Wisconsin, the diet was kind of horrible, you know, I mean, I, I'd probably be almost dead now if I'd kept to that. The, uh, it just, the more things you try, the more you're going to find the things that actually suit you, you know, that you being who you are, you know, you're going to naturally, there'll be things that feel more right to you than the ones you started with. And if you're not willing to change, you know, from where you started, you know, to let go of old things and you have to let go of old things to let new things come in. We're listening. Yeah. You to think about it. What happened? Well, you pause, you look down at your shoe, you talk about letting go of all things. What happened just now? Uh, well, when you let go of things, that's when you have room for new things to come in. Yeah. Whatever it's how you do your time, but the ideas in your head or who you are or what your behaviors are. And you find that so much of how we spend our time comes down to our conditioned mind. Right, it's our habits and our routines, and it's almost frightening how much of our activity is just done in a non-mindful fashion. And all those things can start running our life. We think things have to be a certain way. We need this to be this way, that to be that way. And it's just the total of the choices that we've made all combined, giving us this perspective that can often be in conflict with what the reality is. And that's when our unhappiness troubles start. They, they give us that serenity prayer, you know, accept the things I can't change, right? But that's the hard part, right? Wherever we are right now, we can only do whatever we can do in the present moment. And that may alter the present moment to a different reality, or we may be just stuck with, you know, we're outside, it's pouring rain, you know, we're a mile away from a building, we're going to get wet. You know, but it's like, oh, well, it's raining, or I can't believe, you know, I got soaking wet, you know, we can we decide how to feel about it. Right. And then our memories are our, it's a record of our experience. But what we take away from that would be, oh, well, it rained or being rained on sucked. Our, our memory is basically our judgment or how we 
view our experience kind of in a very summarized form without the sensory data that made that memory, right? It's just like a still photo taken out of a movie. What we actually experience, right? We experience our sensations in the present moment. That's all we really know at the end of the day. We know what it feels like to sense things in the present moment. Then the way we store those memories is kind of inherently unreal because it's our judgment of the moment at the moment it happened with who we are were then. If we judge an experience at four and then internalize that as a memory that we refer to subconsciously, right? we got a lot of things different between four and 59. You know, we, we might have judged that experience differently, right? And it becomes how, how we remember it might not be completely real in some ways because it's our judgment. And the same thing with the future. Everything we think about the future is only a potential and we imagine more futures than actually, you know, only one of them happened, right? And we usually don't have a lot of control over it. And that where the present moment is. And that's why everybody should practice some form of present moment mindfulness, you know, meditation, whatever gets you locked into the present moment of experience, because ultimately that's the most real place to be. And the more you immerse your awareness in the present moment, the better, the more intense your experience is. And the more you're focused on the present moment, it just seems easier to be happy. Most of what we worry about is something that's in the past or in the future. When the present moment is mostly pretty good, all the bad parts only last an instant. Um, that I find combining, you know, the sacred plant medicines with the mindfulness meditation practice, yoga practice, uh, that's the most effective way to do both. I think they, you know, mindfulness and things like marijuana, mushrooms, sight. How do you say it? Sight. I can't say it. Psilocybin. Psilocybin. You know, they make mindfulness, they make my meditation work better. Uh, psilocybin. Psilocybin, psilocybin. Psilocybin. It improves my balance in all my yoga poses. Wow. I can bicycle further and faster than I can without it. Wow. Uh, it, it really helps focus more of my awareness on the present moment uh, and, and makes almost every experience kind of, yeah, more Zen. 
and the same thing goes with now i came from it's interesting because i did yoga and mindfulness first and that i added in first marijuana and then psilocybin psilocybin i've never had any kind of a bad trip the worst i have is you know Oh, I took a little too much and then I just want to lay down, but <laughs> nothing un- unpleasant ever happened. No horrible images or it, no fear or anything at all. Hmm. But then again, I, I try to eliminate fear from my experience using these things. You know, I find fear is mostly. In a way, your subconscious tries to keep you in its comfort zone of what it knows works. It doesn't want you to try new things or where something bad can happen or it reminds you of something, you know, where you experience trauma or God knows what. But it, when you start fearing things irrationally, what I do with them is I make sure I do whatever it is I that scares me. And then that kind of makes that whole thing. And if you do it enough, it basically makes that whole fear mechanism in your consciousness kind of go away because you're doing the opposite. When it gives you fear, it's trying to make you, you know, not do something or do something. And if you do the opposite, when you're, when you get these fear feelings, if you do the opposite of them, Oh, I feel afraid of this. Now I jump in and do it. Mm -hmm. Right. It kind of reconditions the way your subconscious operates. It, it, it kind of quits giving you fear messages. Oh, it kind of quits giving you fear. Mm -hmm. You know, the fear kind of goes away because the purpose is, that's your subconscious survival oriented, you know, mind trying to make you do something. And if you do the opposite, when it tries to frighten you, it quits trying to frighten you. Hmm. And that all goes away. Now, the lust feelings it gives you, I struggle with those more, but even with those, you know, the mindfulness, you know, and the plant medical you know, the plant medicines work better than that. And nothing's a hundred percent, right? It's everything, but it's a lot better. You know, if you can get way better results from doing these kinds of things. It just seems, I don't know. That's it seems more important for me to focus my time on that kind of stuff than trying to go make more money, Mm. you know, replacing my job that went away or any of that. So, you know, people don't understand that those things either was going on in your life because they don't know the background to you. So I know that you're retired from the military. Well, no, no, Um, I didn't retire from the military. I, I served, but I, served I didn't get a pension. Well, I get a little bit of VA disability. A little bit of disability. Yeah. But you, you're not working. No, I haven't been working since 2020. I'm basically spending my 401k now instead of waiting. Yeah. So. And you're surviving off your 401k. Mm-hmm. And with just this new mentality of life, 
this approach to life, you know, figuring out how, how to make it work without being over aggressive, overextending, really allowing it to flow. So many different blessings mm-hmm. I've noticed because I've known Richard for a couple weeks now, you know, uh, maybe a couple months now, but um, just seeing how things just always fall in place. It's like and, magic shit keeps happening to me. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it because the power of positive mind and attraction. Ah, and, yes. I mean, and just knowing it's going to work, but also preparing for the worst. Like I'll prepare for the worst, knowing there's gonna be a better. But I'll say, you know what? Just in case, you know, for for not being naive, because some people say, "Yeah, hey, well, I know it's gonna be better, so I'm just not gonna do anything." No, you still got to put the work in. You still have to put, right. you know, foundation and put things in place. At least that's how I view things. But See, knowing yeah. everything's gonna work out. Seeing a mitigatable risk and taking steps to mitigate it in advance—that's a skill. That's not. negative thinking positive thinking is thinking about everything in terms of i'm going to or it it, it all terms of me what i gonna do right and you know positive energy stuff you know uh getting away from what I can do instead of what I can't, right? Trying not to focus on negativity that way. Just anything that I can't do, I just try to let go of it. The second I realize I can't do it, maybe it's an I can't do it right now, but it's like, oh, I, I'm not going to think about you anymore. I'm thinking about what I can do right now in this moment. Uh and then retraining myself to think sorry guys we were speaking and lost track of time and the recording stopped i don't even know where it stopped at okay so wherever it stopped, we'll listen no, no, to no, it and we'll, we'll do another we're, one we're, we're continuing it right now okay but it's like wherever it stopped at i'm so sorry like if you're into it and i was into it, I, like I, I must have lost i don't know how many minutes just now that we lost of, of richard just speaking I mean, just, just hearing your voice and and just I can understand why you're doing the Reiki and energy and mindfulness and yoga. Like it just your voice is just so captivating that it's like, you know, and the message you're giving is from the heart. So there's so much love and purity and the message is just amazing. I mean, for me, at least, you know, I don't know how everybody else feels, but for me, it